Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Bette Midler's long overdue orgasm. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I ate garbage last night, Barbara, and I loved it. Key with a theme song. Oh, Mr. Whiteman. Oh. Shut up, you bloods. Mm. I hate that dog so much. Goddamn alarm. It took 20 minutes for the policeman to arrive. One little car, no dog, no chopper. And I know why I don't get the protection I am supposed to get. Because I'm black. Black, I'm a black man. Ain't no black man supposed to live in Beverly Hills. All right. Right. I think you did. We're going back. Let's do some 80s. You can tell this is an 80s movie right away with the the Music. way everything looks and with the pastel-colored neon titles. It's 1986's Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Um, okay, honestly, I might have known at some point that this movie existed but had never seen it. Uh, and, yeah, this one passed me by for sure. Didn't even, like, see this on late-night TV. I... A pretty much a, a commercial success this flick was um, and I don't know I haven't talked to tons of people about it but this has never ever come up as a hey let's watch this this is more of a lucky find and Colin was like oh my god this movie we have to watch this movie it's older I'm than really I surprised though. it was on Disney Plus is what shocked me it's older than um, us by a lot yeah. like, this is 86 that predates us we would have been so young at this point we wouldn't have been interested in this well, I wouldn't have seen it till it was on video, obviously, because this would have been a restricted movie for sure in the theater. And I would have been like 11 when it came yeah. or something like that, 10. So I, I saw it. Me and my younger brother used to watch this all the time. I, I, I definitely had a copy of it on VHS. We both thought it was hilarious when we were younger. And then I just forgot. How would you have gotten a hold of this on VHS? Would this be something that you, you or your brother went out to buy or your dad bought it? Me and me, my dad never bought movies. He wasn't really a big movies guy. He would watch movies, but he would never seek them out or bring them home. But my, mm. me and my, so it would have been one of my brothers who we saw, we probably rented it and then found it in some kind of a bargain bin and bought it. Huh? Yeah. And so I'd, I'd saw it a bunch and then uh, forgot about it until recently. It's funny we found this on Disney. This is um, this was under the Touchstone Films banner, and this is their first ever R-rated movie. Is that? Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, because cool. it was only like the third or fourth film that that, that they released. Touchstone made. Is, yeah, is what I think I read. Did you know that this movie spawned a TV show? I did not know that. <laughs> Which TV show? I bet you. Was, I bet you was short lived. Down and out in Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills, the TV show. I bet you yeah, was short lived. And who did it start? Yes, five episodes aired and the rest were canceled and never shown. It was, I think it was the Fox Network's, one of the first shows it ever, like, canceled. You can't do this justice uh, maybe on TV. Even, maybe on, even the first. On network I, TV. Like, there's no way. So the son, Max, um, returns to reprise his role. But Get out of actor, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Crazy. I'd love to well, see the cast. I mean, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I mean, this movie is about Dave Whiteman. That's so funny. 
<laughs> Dave Whiteman is a uh, self-made, very rich man who now basks in the glory that is Beverly fucking Hills. Uh, marriage is a little stale. Entire family has some quirks, let's say. Not everybody's happy, that's for sure. And then out of nowhere comes Jerry. Nick Nolte, the uh, booming presence, a giant man Nick Nolte is. Uh, he is big. I forgot how home, big he was. He looks huge in this movie, um, too. I guess Richard Dreyfuss is a tiny guy, but and everyone else that is, is true too. Small. Yeah, yeah, he is a big imposing kind of guy. He towers over um, everybody in this movie, which is actually kind of interesting. Especially when he tries to drown himself in Dave Whiteman's pool after his dog Kerouac goes missing and so dave saves him in the pool has a brief discussion with him uh decides to you know shows be a good human being give jerry a chance so he lets jerry stay with him for a bit and jerry uh jerry continues to make everybody's life better except for dave's yeah dave well, he starts making dave's better but then it's it slowly transforms that's true dave's life is more entertaining and he's having a lot more fun but yes it it does seem to take a turn on him where where everyone else seems to to be improving and dave seems to be more and more frustrated with his presence uh and what he's doing uh it's great it's it's a really i forgot how interesting the screenplay is in that way because uh it does start off with them being kind of buddies, whether in the kitchen, he's making them sandwiches, they're talking about baseball or whatever. Yeah. And then it turns into a string of him trying to get him to get a job, to give him a job and get him out of his house. And uh, every time Nick Nolte feels threatened, he uh, he he uses the threat that he's going to leave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, can stay. Then, yeah, you can stay. You can stay. But he's always so re- he's always yeah. so ready to pull the trigger. He's like, he's yeah. like as soon as things get tense, he's like, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> and, then, and then Dave yeah, slowly sees I, his life getting worse again. Like he immediately recognizes that without Jerry there, it's just not going to be good. And then yeah. he says, you can stay. And then he always says, you're the boss, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you're the boss, Dave. Yeah, let him, let him do what he wants. I can't remember if I said, uh, other than the big imposing Nick Nolte, we also have Richard Dreyfuss, Bette Midler. Uh, Elizabeth Pena. I'd have. I gotta check and see Rich what else Little. she's been in. Um, lots so of stuff. Yeah, sure uh, Little Richard. Little Richard. Rich Little is a different guy. And a few others. Yeah, you're totally directed right. Directed by yeah. Paul Mazursky. Um, written by Paul Mazursky as and well. Directed. He had a slew of of a couple of movies um, throughout so, his career. I think he got Bette Midler for one other, and uh, I don't think anything else maybe did as quite as well as this. But this is actually that. adapted from a play from 1919, a French play. Called like something something, but in English it's like Bodu, like save Bodu from drowning or something like that. I guess the guy's name is yep. Bodu. They had shit names back then. But um, this is super interesting because I would have liked to read that play because if this if this story is actually the same from the play from that time, that's super forward um, thinking actually because this is actually quite scandalous. Um, part, I mean, I can't imagine all the stuff, like I imagine it would be more about like saving the guy who tries to drown himself and, and like let it, getting him to write his life. I would bet that this got spun into a comedy that kind of noses up at, you know, the rich class, like just, you know, money doesn't give you happiness. Like that's really the underlying, I don't know if you'd call it satire, but 
there's big underlying notes of that, like with, you know, everybody in that household is, is not too happy. So I just, I guess what I'm trying to say, Brent, is that um, I, I, I would wonder as well how closely it, it does relate and what elements would be similar and, and what the only thing I know about it, much like I'm sure you saw, was, it, I think it's, what's it titled, what's it titled again? I'm reading about it right now. The it's, other um, it's, it, Odu it's Safe. like, well, this is the, this is the, so there was another movie made actually about this as well. Yeah, that's right. And then there um, was a satire of that movie too. So the story is, is been around the block. Uh, I'd just be very interested to know from the predecessors. What's, uh, Oh my God. So and, and in what the, in the original the movie, he does seduce the housemaid, but it says here that he rapes the, the woman of the house. Wow. And that That's eventually wild. eventually he's tamed, shaved and given a haircut. Then he wins a large sum of money in the lottery and is guided into marrying the housemaid. This is a different show. Oh, wow. wow. The this is a whole different show. Later. That's <laughs> that, I mean, apparently. they're like, here's this dynamic, but we're going to tell a completely different story. This one is way so, more friendly, actually. The, yeah. the one thing we also, you, John hadn't mentioned yet, is that Dave is wealthy because he makes hangers, wire hangers. hangers. He has factories. Yeah. He has factories. Yeah. And it's very 80s because it's factories filled with what I would imagine were undocumented workers, um, the way that they present it. Yeah. Um, to, and they make his hangers. Uh, and Barr, I think is, it's Barr or something? Yeah, his last name is Barr. Barr. Dave Barr. Dave Barr. So no, his name, his funny. last name is Whiteman. Right. His Dave Whiteman. Whiteman. Yeah. So yeah. the company just called Dave Barr? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. That's so right. He makes the hangers, um, which Jerry does not want to do. He offers Jerry a job right away at the factory. He said he could be a, a floor manager. Yeah. And Jerry. And he, asked, he said he could work at one of his trailer parks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Manage one of his trailer, trailer parks. Park. Jerry, wasn't Jerry, into that. Jerry turns that one down big time. Flat. No, there'd be people wanting me to clean their toilets, and I just don't think I could handle that. The septic <laughs> tanks. Nick Nolte is fucking <laughs> great in this. Isn't it like from the opening scene when he's walking the cart across the crosswalk and the um, uh, what's the name of that song? Um, you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. It's the talking yeah, heads. Yeah. It's uh, talking heads. Yeah, that's right. It's the days go by. I it's yeah, I think that's exactly. Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds great for the opening. It does. Yeah, it all kind of gets you in the right mood, and um, I feel bad for Nick Nolte when Kerouac ends up chasing that lady for food. That lady's a huge jerk, by the way. But I guess that it, that just supports the you know rich Beverly Hills upper class snobbishness that that this movie was trying to. Kerouac makes a decision there. You see him, she's like, why don't you come live with totally. me? And then he looks at Nolte and he sees the upgrade. He makes yeah, the decision. Yeah, I guess at totally. one point, because I love my dog, I thought that Kerouac maybe was looking back regretfully being like, oh, master. But instead, you know, he's like, I could be a bum or I could go with this lady. I'm going to go with this lady. Yeah. And we never see Kerouac again. So fuck Kerouac. He made his choice. Um. <laughs> Man, okay, we could jump around anywhere in this story. Fucking the dogs in this movie are pretty awesome because um, Kuroak's cool, but the uh, uh, I, I'll, what's he called? Matisse. Mike the dog, right? Matisse, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, is amazing. I haven't laughed 
in such a long time, as hard as I did when that therapist, there's a dog therapist that is hired for Matisse, even though Matisse is upset because no one gives him any attention or plays or exercises with him. Dr. Van Zimmer. Jerry does and wins him over. <laughs> yeah, but Dr. Van Zimmer um, put, put some food down and he's being very polite to Matisse. He's like, here you go, Matisse. Some food for Dr. What's his name? Dr. Van Zimmer. Zimmer. <laughs> Van Zimmer. And then Matisse grabs the ball and then tosses it over his yeah. shoulder, <laughs> dumping the food. I just, I almost pissed myself. That was so funny. Oh my god, I laughed so hard when I the saw way that they use. Sorry. So I was no, just going to say the way that they use Matisse's um, reactions, like yeah. when there's stuff that happens in the in the house or in the story or whatever, they seem to cut to Matisse and like his reaction gives you a good indication of the feeling for things lots. So it's like he carries yep. a good, um, like translates the the situations really well using the dog. Yeah, it what? the dog the dog works out so well from a chemistry perspective. It doesn't seem like, you know, naked gun or airplane level of silly when it certainly could cuz the dog is basically like, you know, are going everywhere from are you fucking kidding me to concern on what's happening to absolute love and adoration for Jerry, which everyone was kind of feeling at the time. <laughs> I always yeah. smile when I watch this movie because of the way the tone and the characters are that I always find I have a big smile on my face when I'm watching it. But there's three really big laughs from all of us that 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 I think that the movie translates really well. One was when Matisse throws his food over his shoulder and then so starts barking good. at Dr. Van Zimmer. And then the second one is when they're on the pier singing, they got David Whiteman drunk, all of Jerry's homeless friends. And they're singing, we are the bums, we are the homeless. And he's singing <laughs> along with them. That was, and the third one was another Matisse moment when uh, Matisse, they're walking on hot coals and then Matisse <laughs> runs on the hot coals. <laughs> Yeah, and then he goes back to the start, and they all encourage him, and he's like, "Okay, I can do it." Runs again on the hot coals, <laughs> and, and Dave just goes up. inside. Everyone, and Dave's like, "Someone is pissing on my hydrangeas." <laughs> yeah, because everyone, Dave. everyone's Nobody having a good cares. time, except for Dave. Yeah, and and Jerry, yeah. and it's great that they never show the buildup, but Jerry has been totally um, uh, assimilated into her weird social circle. With her like yoga and her guru and her her rich friends, they all like like Jerry. You never see, but you just see that he he's a part of the gang now, which is so great because <laughs> everyone yeah. does like Jerry. So it, you don't need any explanation. It makes sense that they they've invited him into their little group of like upper class snobby Beverly Hills people. Yeah, he's and he always has a good story. Life. Well, because he, he sucks he, everybody in with his stories and stuff. Like he's he's right. so entertaining. So I wanted to ask you guys this the other night, but I, I had to wait. So Jerry's full of shit the whole time. He admits it that he's full of shit. But <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, do you? Is there at any point where I don't know? It's just like. I, it doesn't feel to me like he's conning them. Like he, he, he even says like later, I was giving everybody what they want yeah. because like when you guys <laughs> think he was going to leave, you know how he's going to, after they save him and they feed him and he's got his clothes and he's, he's going to leave and he almost falls down. He gets dizzy. I, I don't think that that was bullshit. Like at least not the way it was directed. I watched really closely this time. Do you, do you I, guys I think, think it was think maybe was even faking? like a panic attack for Jerry? He's just like his body telling him he just wasn't ready to leave there yet. 
So some anxiety maybe. Cause like, so you what think else? it was real? It wasn't. Fo- it wasn't phony. I I think this is so fascinating about this movie. It's one of the things that really drew me to it. Um, to watch it a second time. Um, in 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 relatively short order because. Yeah, I agree. Jerry is lying about a lot of the stories he's making up, but he's, I think it's that he's telling whatever story he thinks would be necessary in order to help the person opposite him in that moment. Um, There are like weird moments like where um, Jerry is getting changed after having just gotten changed in front of uh, everybody max yeah um he has no problem being naked this guy is no shame it's 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 total total comfort uh anyway he looks in the mirror and the mirror is cracked and he sees like the reflection on either side and i was i was trying to figure out like is he being like is it is he two-faced is he like maybe a little maybe some mental illness and he's slipping from like a lucid time with this family maybe even a couple of weeks and slipping back into something you know schizophrenic or um i don't know something else that might cause him to to act out or act in a way that people might cast him out um i don't know i don't know what the answer is because he's he's still kind of a perplexing character and he definitely helps those people and i don't think his whole game from the start was to make this family take him in that would mean he either like made his mind up when he was going to drown himself or once they saved him, he somehow concocted this plan at that time. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think this organically happened. He accepted the help. He is mostly a normal guy. Maybe he just had some bad years. I don't know. And maybe there's think, some underlying mental illness. I don't know, but it's crazy fascinating. To me, I question even if those stories are bullshit. Because so like that mirror thing, though, is true because there's there's meaning behind that. And it's like, what is it? Is it the duality of him? Is he like splitting himself between like, like, is he looking at his authentic self as like the homeless him? And like, is this a lie that he's like trying to live in this like upper class thing and like live with this family? And like probably a little bit of, um, you know, questions that would bring in yourself. Is it because he's he's like splitting the truth and he's like he's lying to everybody about all this stuff? Like it, it's but the thing to me is like that question is never really fully answered because there's questions that bring the idea that he lied into like out of focus. Like that woman, when he's eating at that nice restaurant and she's like recognizes him and she's like, you're a writer or an actor or whatever it was. Right. And he's like, like, but that's the thing is that Dave says like Dave asks him, he's like, like Dave quizzes him on the boardwalk. Like he, he questions him about some lies. And then he says, are you really an actor? And he right away goes into a monologue and like effortlessly yeah. and perfectly. Yeah. So there are yeah. indications that give you the idea that he isn't full of shit. And I think at the end when they're like, yes, well, did I you even that. really do that stuff? And he goes, yeah, no, it's all bullshit. I think it's his way of just dismissing them so that he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm fed up with this. We're in a bad situation. And if I just tell them I'm all full of shit, then we'll just, it'll be done. Right? Like, yeah, I'm full of shit. Yeah. And then let's just call this to the close. So I, I wonder if he's really sincerely lying or if those things are all sincere truths um, and the lie is that he's lying. Maybe it has to be that um, in that moment, it's around the midpoint of the movie when he sees that reflection, maybe slightly after. Um, he ends up at the very end making the choice to, I think, abandon his life as a homeless person forever. As long as I mean, Dave, like he'll, he'll, I think at that point he maybe would accept more help from Dave, a job or something like that. But, 
by the end of the movie, that's the that's the conclusion, right? Is he he's like, we I'll leave, and they they let him take the dog, which is so fucking weird. He's going to let funny. Do anyway, or something. They yeah, say. yeah. And then sure. just he just he he gets down. He's going to eat the pate, and then he's just like, that's that's it. So maybe the mirror scene is all just about that he was feeling a beckon back to that freedom without these people. But staying here, there's lots of benefit to that too. But oh no, you know, the freedom, you know, the open road owing to no one. Oh, but Dave and his family. Maybe that's as simple as it is instead I, of... I, I think too, what, what Brent was saying, I, I believe part of what Brent's saying, what I think it more so is because when they ask him specifics at the end, like they ask him specifics about like Glinda Evans. And he's like, I never met the lady. Like, I think, uh, I think it's... I think a, he, a lot of stuff is true, like whether he's an actor or not, but I think he just he's embellishing the truth a lot, right? He probably did meet a girl in acting class that he was in love with, but it wasn't Linda Evans. Yeah. He just made that part up, right? Because he yeah. knew that if it was Linda Evans, everyone would be really impressed. But I think Brent's right. I think a lot of the things are half-truths, um, but, but he embellishes. That's how it feels to me anyway. Mm. I think that's open to interpretation. I, I, I love I that so. it is. I, I really and, like And when he looks is. in the mirror is one of the very first only times in the movie where you see him having a private moment with himself where he's coming to some kind of a realization or he sees something about himself that that he's either questioning or looking at. The only other time before the ending is when they're on the pier, like when one of you guys was saying he's being questioned and they're talking about marriage. And um, it's really interesting because um, what's his name does start to question him there about whether he tells the truth and stuff or not. Because he said, have you ever been married? He's like, twice. And then he continues. And then at the end of the story, Richard Dreyfus takes a long look at him and he leans in and he's like, were you really married twice? And he's like, no. And then they both like laugh about it. Yeah, and then he hard. says, were you really an actor right after that? Because then he realizes that maybe Jerry is full of shit. And then Jerry goes into that amazing fucking monologue. Yeah. And then that's how the scene ends. So it's like the writing is so good with him and Jerry both in that scene. This movie is very yeah. clever the way that it walks those lines. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And and I love that... Um, that um, guilt, like we, he mentions it two times in the beginning of the movie. Um, he, he mentions that he does feel guilty that he lives in Beverly Hills and that he does have a lot of money and that other people don't. That's like and the it, theme of the beginning. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a great setup. Like his son's pointing the camera at him and, and he says about Thanksgiving and he's, yeah, we should feel a little bit guilty. And then when, when he's dropping off his daughter, he's asking her about his car and if it's to Beverly Hills and yeah, stuff like he that. Feels, yeah. Yeah. So, and then that, it makes sense why he takes Jerry in. Guilt uh, sucks, I very, think, is her response, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> That's she, what she says. Guilt sucks. She says guilt sucks and like you earned everything and you shouldn't be, yeah. you shouldn't feel bad about it. But like when he takes Jerry in because of those two little moments, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he is now trying to do something for someone who is less fortunate than him, and he doesn't. He also, um, I mean, the the way that this movie portrays the the homeless people is really interesting because it doesn't get down into the the downside. Most of the homeless people we meet in this movie are quite pleasant and concerned for their friends and singing yeah. and having a good time, have sharing some drinks, right? So they're the sincere. It puts ones. you in a 
Yeah, you, and also the homeless people. Yeah, it is. They do talk about like friends who've died and stuff. They seem to be a tight knit community because everybody kind of knows that that one guy died. Yeah, or that somebody so, was in the hospital and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, everybody so knows not that. Only, not only is it setting um, uh, Dave up to to actually take in a guy like Nick Nolte, instantly they're like repulsed by him, right? As as any family should be, but it's just the few things that happen, the few little bits of discussion. Um, that end up happening between Dave and Jerry that just you can it just further gives itself to that he would take him in it may, they, it totally sells it it totally sells it it's very those, convincing are, I don't what, I don't fight it right one of the other things you guys mentioned too that was really interesting was when that woman approaches Jerry when he's in that that super trendy that restaurant pa- patio or whatever and she she thinks she recognizes him from Cannes he yep. never says yes to any of her questions. She says, no. you're, oh, she's like, oh, you're, you're blah, blah, blah's friend. You're a writer. Your name is, and he just says his name. Yeah. He never says yes, never says yeah. he knows them, but she still believes he is that person. So you can kind of see how his shit is working on the, the other side, right? Yeah. Because he never confirms or denies anything she says and he takes her card and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like know. that. I, it just <laughs> lends itself to the ambiguity, which is awesome. Yeah, totally. I like that little moment. Um, and he, he invites his friend. He invites his friend into the restaurant. I <laughs> and his friend that guy's the best. That, that guy's runs. grabbing the rolls right off of their tables. And people are looking <laughs> like, sits, what the fuck? They see him doing it, and then he grabs it on the way out. And then Dave just slips the Mater D. Like, I don't know what he slips him. A hundred bucks is just like... It's just a silent, like, I'm sorry, this will all be over soon. Here's a hundo yeah. to make it right. And they're like, yes, Mr. Whiteman. They, <laughs> well, let, they when, totally let it go down. Everyone's so when, professional about it. That seems so funny because you see Dave negotiate with himself when Jerry's like, hey, man, hey, he's like, come in here and join us. And then you see Dave is like, at first, he's like, I can't, like, this guy is obviously a homeless guy and we're in a very nice restaurant. And he goes, uh, why not? We're all humans. Like it's like yeah. that, that self dialogue. <laughs> it's so funny, right? Um, well, and he even tries. He's like, they got a great clubhouse here, and that guy turns it down for like oh, the yeah. thirty he rolls. Just instead, he turns to Jerry and is like, he, he turns to Jerry instead in response to that and says, "Oh, you got a good deal going on here, don't you?" And they share a good laugh, and that laugh is actually so genuine, it would further go to the other side of the story that Jerry does know what he's doing. Yeah, in, in deceiving Dave to get what he wants, right? Because those guys are like little secret handshake, basically. Like they have a good clubhouse here. Would you like one? He's like, you got a good with this guy, don't you? He's like, you're sitting pretty or whatever. Yeah, and he slaps slaps him on the shoulder. There's also a great moment where uh, Dave offers him some booze, wine or something, and he says, "Now nah, today is one of my non-drinking days." Yeah. For some, for some reason, I've always loved that moment that he he turns down alcohol because. Today is one of the days where he doesn't do any of that, even it though he was going to get it for free. Right? Yeah, 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 totally breaks stereotypes. Yep. Um, the the uh, Max, the son, is very interesting with his crazy movies. Actually, it's one of the first things you get to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, when Dave gets up in a bed, he finds a videotape on his bedside table, probably with a note from his son saying, play me, and he plays it. He's like, this is how I feel. And a fairly competent. I mean, in the mid '80s, that would have been very difficult to cut that film together. Oh yeah. Well, he does another one. I like he, it. It's yeah. It's really <laughs> interesting because he he communicates with them this way all the time. Because later on, when Jerry's living in the house, 
he he gives him another tape about how how they only communicate with him, him with anger because Jerry says so, this or that, and then it just has clips of them screaming at him, at, <laughs> at Max. It's it's hangers at yeah. both of you. It's hangers that feed you. It's hangers that buy you the doctor camera. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit is really funny. It's uh, funny. And then I think the, he even puts uh, Matisse in there barking at him because <clears throat> Matisse doesn't really <laughs> like him either. Oh, my Fucking God. Matisse. And the, the, um, wh- whether the daughter does have an eating disorder or not uh, is a little bit left for interpretation. I don't think anything anyone ever well, confirms that. I think she definitely that, does. I think it, she does, it too. Seems, yeah. It seems like she does. Yeah. I would. It, she, she does say something... Um, Something to Jerry about never eating again or something, right? Or what is the person forget, who doesn't eat? A bulimic or is it bulimic? Anorexia, is that, uh, do, anorexia is when so you. So I don't think. Eat. So I think she she they're trying to kind of lead to the that she's anorexic. Jerry yeah. fucks the okay. horror into her. When Jerry's gonna leave, then she <laughs> says, "I'll never eat again" or something like that. Yeah, when, that's that's what I was trying to remember. Jerry what she fucks said. everyone in the house, which is so funny. Jerry fucks the maid, which Dave is fucking. Jerry fucks Bette Midler, which is his Dave's wife, and then Jerry fucks the daughter as well. But Dave yeah. only finds out about the maid and his daughter. You never see him find yes. out about his wife, so you wonder. That's true. You got to believe that maybe at the end, at that last scene, he figures it out when everything's on the table. But until then, he doesn't know that's going on. On the pier, though, he says to Jerry, before Jerry sleeps with her, he says, I think she should have an affair, too, to get yes. her going again. Yeah. So right. Jerry takes that cue and runs with it. I'm not sure <laughs> how happy Dave would be that he's that Barb um, seduces him like later in the afternoon from when Jerry had just fucked her. Yeah, like maybe an hour or two later. That'd be a little sloppy, maybe. I don't She's know. also so drunk, Ooh. too. I love how drunk yeah. she is when he comes home. She's, like, slurring her words. She's and then she, like, she, basically... And then she basically, <laughs> like, just... She just goes after Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Bette Midler does a good job in this movie. This is a actually not a, not a completely easy role to play for the, for the wife character. You actually, she had to be pretty dynamic. And you should not like her, but I, you, I end up liking her. In the beginning, I don't, but by the end, mm. I actually like her. I don't know about you guys. No, totally. I thought I thought they were setting her up as kind of a bad guy, like stick yeah. up her ass. But she gets over it. You see her grow and start to change so quickly. Like I hate the, the yoga e stuff. Like, mm, like and Dave's on the phone. I'm like, why would you just leave the room? Dude? It's driving me nuts. But then she's able to finish a sentence for him when he when he loses his wording in the middle of her humming, of her chanting. What does oh, she say, Colin? I can't remember now. She's uh, oh, the name of something a store in or Spanish something. or something. Yeah. Benita. And it's basically another thing with Bette Midler's character is you, she, she later says that she knows that Dave is fucking um, Carmen. And maybe, so like maybe she hired her for that reason. Like you'd have to think about something like that. Well, she said, she said that, that she hoped it would keep him, uh, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember her exact wording. She she wanted to bring him back to passion. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then she's like, but I was ignoring myself and yeah. Yeah. She banks Jerry twice. (laughs) The fact that she knows is actually really, really interesting to the yeah. story yeah so yeah interesting characters across the board um 
I guess Carmen is the least interesting. She gets into Marxism, <laughs> becomes a Marxist, which the Chinese visitors do not I like that, seem though. to appreciate. It's hilarious. Um, I guess You're it's the, the most inconsequential to the story, <laughs> but she's like kind of like a member of the family. So I don't know. Like it, it is like super funny that Jerry just demolishes everybody in that household. He just smashes fucking every all the ass in the house. And the I, dog I, loves him. And the neighbor movie, Iranian boy likes him. If that movie was today, he would have also had sex with Max. In fact, <laughs> well, I Max think is underage. Ah, uh, good point. Very good point. How old is Max? Like sixteen, maybe. Probably. I don't. Yeah, maybe. I also like the too little young to be smashed by a forty-year-old homeless guy. Let's say that they have a clip yeah. with Max dancing in his tutu, and I love his confession to Barbara later, where they're in bed, and he's like. I'm, I'm starting to worry about Max. I, I think he's very confused. I, I saw him in a tutu tonight. And then she makes she, it about her. Yeah, yeah, she does make it about her. And That's then the uh, on my cake for later on, you see him. He's wearing like a, a neckerchief or whatever, and he's he's reciting a scene from another movie that's playing on the television. Uh, he's doing the performances or something. It's yep. it, His character is actually super interesting. What do you guys think of the... Um, the racial stuff for the for the 1986 here with the neighbor Arvis, Little Richard Honestly, stuff there was perfect. It, it's yeah, funny. It's really funny, um, and it made me really sad that it still seems to be the case today. Oh no, God, totally. I never even thought about that. It's totally that scene true. actually seems so ahead of its time, which obviously isn't yeah. ahead of its time. It's obviously just that the problem has been consistent. But that yeah. scene is exactly out of. Well, it's real life. It's real life then. It's real life now. But I mean, just it's so prominent now in, a, in the news cycle. And um, it's like when he comes out and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, well, my alarm goes off. There's never a police response like this. Do you know what I mean? I live right across yeah. the he said street. Like two weeks ago, he said like two weeks ago, someone did try to break into his house. And yeah. 20 minutes for a, and it was one car with one yeah. cop in it. No yeah. helicopters, no dogs. <laughs> and the the whole time he's going on, the cops have their hands on their guns, like with their their arms up. They're like, "Are you serious? To, I never yeah, noticed I watched, that." I watched that very carefully. They're very nervous of the black man approaching them. Seriously, like, that's it's such that. a crazy subtle touch, but uh, it, it was it was quite on point and like funny as it should be, but also very concerning that it's not much seemed to change there. And then Little his dog great chases him. Yeah, the, yeah, the dog goes He's after really him good. And then the fucking dog. So not only did Whiteman, he come over and c- complain his grievances, but then Whiteman's dog fucking chases him and starts biting his robe. Yeah, <laughs> and, and everyone's staring. super chill about that. So they're like, I'll oh, fucking well. sue you, Whiteman. Yeah. <laughs> they otherwise seem to get along, though. They pull up next to each other at the lights in the same uh, same roles. Yeah, um, they and they're very car. cordial to each other. And he, um, uh, Dave does invite him to his party, and he fucking shreds on the piano yeah. while everyone jumps in the goddamn pool. Like yeah. that, 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 just a great way to work in a very cool, high intensity, fun music scene. That's like almost like a live music, like someone playing at a concert, and some the crazy shits happening in the background to the music. This made it believable that all that music was being just jammed out while this party was going on. And the cops up in the copter are like, oh, that's a fucking party. Like, that's a hilarious <laughs> the, scene at the, the end. And the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. I also love how Matisse can set off the uh, house alarm to call uh, the police. Yeah, either to call piss off Dave or to, to do what he says to call 911. Oh, yeah, what do you guys think of that? So 
not only was there made like I've seen that actress before, but never I've never seen her like the way they portray her in this movie as like kind of the sex pot. She's like smoking a cigarette at the window and, and her little like nighty waiting, like in the heat waiting for Dave to come. But uh but uh <laughs> when so she sees Go ahead. I was gonna say, so what? she's actually she's in Batteries Not Included, she was in La Bamba, she's in yeah. Jacob's Ladder. And she was in Rush Hour. She's the partner, actually, that, that uh, Chris Tyler. Yes, oh my the, God. that's where I know her best from. Oh she's the God, bomb expert. Too, then. Yeah. Anyway, she's really good in this. She's a great, she's like a lot of, she's really funny. And uh, and she plays she plays the role well when she is the maid. And like she's hiding, like when uh, when they're in the kitchen and they're making too much noise. And then Bart, Bette Midler comes down and she gets mad at them. And she comes out of her room. She's like, don't yeah. make a mess for me to clean up or whatever. And then she yeah. goes back. <laughs> Back to her room. <laughs> I fucking love all that shit. But the fact that Matisse jumps up in the window and sees what Dave is doing and then goes and sets off the alarm to stop Dave from having his fun yeah. to me is hilarious. Yeah. That that dog fucks him over. That dog got the seventh dog. billing in the movie. He actually got a higher billing than the daughter character. <laughs> Are you serious? That's hilarious. Yeah. He was seventh That's and she was eighth. I agree 100% with that decision. Yeah, me too. I also great subtle love, dog performance. Just great. I also, I also love the the cast of characters that um, is um, Barbara's uh, team. And what I like how at the end, Brent said something Wes Anderson. I think that's feels, very appropriate. The way that they, you, get that. The, you get the way that the way that finishes when everyone's standing in the alley and it does the face shots. And it's just like the reaction shots where everyone's kind of like, it, it it is very Wes Anderson-y. You like yeah, you I see everyone that. kind it's of like getting the quirky smile family. And... Yeah, yeah, and the quirky family, the quirky characters talking about like weird but inconsequential things. I got um, that feeling more so at the at the New Year's party when when she was introducing people to all of her people, and she's like, "This is my guru, and this is Doctor Von Zimmer, my my dog psychiatrist." I really that's kind of where I got that Wes Anderson feel. Because yeah. all the characters come back for the big party that you've met throughout the whole movie, and they're all there. And uh, I love the scene where Jerry eats the dog food. Um, he takes it and he mixes it together. He has yep. exact measurements for the things that should be in that bowl, too. He's like, that's two parts, Calcan. He's like, one part <laughs> this, and then just some, some of this stuff for texture. <laughs> Oh my God! He had an exact recipe for how that dog which again, would be. Which again is not something that a homeless guy knows. It's something that a person that had means before to buy those things would know, right? Yeah. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be scrounging those three particular items regularly enough to have a, a recipe for his dog, right? So, like that again is a little nod towards him having an established life before. He knows labels too. Like he looks at the robe label and mentions that it's Brooks brother, Brooks brothers. Yeah, it's too. Uh, soft. Oh, oh yeah, that. he's totally yeah. a man of character. Like he's whenever what they talk, the like, booze? do you want this? He's like, no, not that or whatever. What like was the booze he asked for? He gave him some booze and he asked him if it was something else or he wanted something else. It was a cognac? You said. Yeah, cognac. He's like, do you have any Courvoisier? It's like he, <laughs> he gives him like this brandy shit, and he's like, do you have any nice cognac? 
he almost drowned and he's there he's soaking wet and he's asking for like some better booze some top shelf booze this is what i mean is i am convinced i'm convinced that those things aren't lies i'm convinced that that is real life for him and um and at the end he was like yeah it's easier just to say i'm full of shit I mean, I just think, I think it's embellishment. I mean, like, uh, he's just, he's, it very a, well he's could embellishing be the truth. Yeah. Because I, when he says he didn't know Linda Evans, and then he, the daughter too, when she says, what about me and you? And he says, oh, say la vie or something like that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. then, well, Barbara never mentions her. So that's good. Yeah, that's a good Because they said that they were going to sleep together the one time. It happened. She said it was an accident, and there's nothing they could do about it now, but it was never going to happen again. But then you see it happening again, and she's like, this is the last time I'll ever ask you to do this. Yeah. Yeah, And you know that's not true. (laughs) And her jealousy, her jealousy too for when she finds out that he's sleeping with Carmen, she almost pulls Dave's hair out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. That scene is hilarious too because it looks like Richard Dreyfus breaks character and he starts laughing. He's like bar 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 bar, and she's like cranked on his hair for reels. <laughs> and then she lets him go, and he's like, bleh, bleh. I don't know. They handled that whole scene really well. It was it was super funny. Um, what was I gonna ask? Uh, do you think uh, Jerry went up there looking to bang Barbara, or was he just gonna like get the massage shit going on and 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 help her to feel better? Cause she, I think he, he went up. He's I think he like, knew he he's not shy to touch to her. That. He's not shy to touch her, but he, I don't. Like, he he puts his hand on her butt at one point, but it's just while he's repositioning himself. So yeah, but the, I don't get any sense. He's lifting her legs up like he's getting an eyeful. I know. I know he t- totally. I think he. I think he knew that if he did that, it was going to lead to something. But he wasn't. Made, she was the one who 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 instigates it after he. She does. Um, she pulls him. Yeah. Yeah. But she, I think he obviously did something to her to make her that to make her want to do that. You know what I mean with the massage or whatever he was doing. Agreed. Well, I mean, like there are definitely tons of physical contact. I just wonder if he went up there knowing what that was going to happen. Because it also like you've seen scenes in movies before where people are like having sex and screaming, and it's like sometimes I guess it can be a little bit funny, but most of the time it's just like nobody fucks like that. Oh my god, that was funny too. Because Matisse, this, Matisse yeah. was super into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, that guy, and everyone, next door. everyone knows what's happening, and then they're like, "Oh my god!" Because like, but first it's the massage and just her like release in general. And then it becomes the sex. So it, it's a it's a it's a much more fun way to do that than I've seen other. The massage was hilarious. There's like yeah. two or three big laughs when he's lifting her up by her hips and dropping her back down. Yeah. The way he shoots that makes it look so comical. Yeah. It is and then of course the big climax is when she's screaming and then it shows Orvis and he's like, Woo-wee! and then that guy's <laughs> in the tower. And like he's screaming or he's praying to Allah. I don't know what he's doing. And then Matisse and stuff. And then the birds fly out of the tree. Yeah. That was another big laugh. A, it's a super long sustained scream. It's hilarious. It's it's really good. The, like it the, could have been even so cheesy. The, uh, even the satellite dish was like was like shaking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, That's how you know it's funny. 80s because they have a big gigantic satellite dish in their backyard. Oh yeah, like a huge satellite dish, like the size of a fucking car. <laughs> My friend had one of those when we were kids. His parents had one in his backyard. No way. Oh yeah, I one never knew big... anyone. Oh god, yeah, still, yeah. still fuck all on TV. 
Yeah. Fact Shows cool. back then were shit. You guys ready to call it? We might be getting up there. I mean, like, this movie isn't, uh, it's an hour 40, hour 45, maybe hour 50, I think. It's not Somewhere a long movie. There. 100 minutes, right around 100 minutes, I think. So it's, no, it's not long. Um, anything you guys don't like about this movie, honestly? Yeah, really let's said talk much. about that. Like, the directing is very competent, like, nice cinematography. Like, um, Paul Mazursky, you'd know him to look at him. You've, you've seen him in a few things. He was in Sopranos for a bit. He's, he's done a bunch of movies. He's acted in a bunch of things. Uh, he's in this movie. He's he's one of the hangarabouts. Um, he is for Barbara. Yeah, him and his him and his wife. What? Yeah, the, the bigger guy him. with the brown hair and the tan. That's him. He has the mu- mustache and the longer hair, doesn't he? Get the frick out of here! That's the director. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no way! I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah. Sydney I didn't Waxman know he was in the movie. Sydney Waxman. Sydney? Fucking a. Yeah. What? No. No. Yeah, Who's that's Sydney Paul Mazursky. That's his oh, name I'm sorry. in the movie. I'm like, I don't know that actor you're saying, Brent, so I'm not going to agree to I it. love the bit that's with the white meat and stuff, name. too. Got any oh, white yeah. meat? Fucking yeah. caterers. Fucking caterers. <laughs> it's funny. Everybody wants the white meat. <laughs> There's, I don't know, like, this movie, It's 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 got a different... It's put together differently than, than a lot of movies. Like, comedy, yes, but there's, like there's still the some of the drama i guess and it's it's over the top but it's not silly and the 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 themes are complicated like being androgynous or 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 whatever max would be considered at this point i'm not sure what the right language is acceptable these days but whatever he's going through and discovering and then you know potentially eating disorders and uh, marital problems and homelessness and suicide and it's there's tons baked into this um racism is another big one they're just throwing everything under but it's it manages to maintain like this this nice heart um and 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 they 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 do a good job writing everything so it makes sense you don't really question people like you see why they keep jerry around you see why dave let him into the house in the first place um i mean and then you can like justify other things happening because like Dave was having an affair, so you're gonna get mad at Barbara for having an affair, especially when Dave basically already said, "I wish she would have an affair just to like get her spark back." So like, I don't know. I walked out of this movie with with really nice, nice, happy feelings, and um, I, I mean, I hadn't seen it originally when it came out, but I would definitely say that it held up. So it it holds up, man. If I'm if I'm calling it first, um, sorry to jump ahead, but I just felt like that was the right time to go because I can't think no, of anything else to complain about or really praise. Like it's 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 good. It's really surprisingly good. It's a shame that this movie's kind of been forgotten. I would highly recommend um, everybody check this movie out because so many of the of of the underlying um, themes of this movie are like very relevant today very relevant so this is like a timeless classic almost of comedy and like this would rank up this there movie like should be my, a classic this like should be way more like this should be up there in like um big conversations on like great comedy movies mm-hmm. this should I be agree. included all right do you want to go back next brand yeah sure i mean i mean what am i going to say that john john's well, i was going what am i going to say that john didn't just say i mean this um yeah, it holds up 100%. I mean, the movie is super enjoyable. If you want to talk about what I didn't enjoy, I can't really think about much. The movie trucks yeah. along. The characters are all super enjoying. Like John said, there's a lot of themes and like components to this that are a lot deeper than you usually get with a comedy. 
especially a comedy that has a tendency to slip into the silly like this does. Um, mm. But it, it handles everything so competently and so effortlessly, and it it's willing to have those conversations with you without ever hitting you over the head with them, um, and without ever like kind of getting up its ass. So I think this movie is money, man. I was so impressed with it. I um, this is pre crazy Nolte, but Nolte's still crazy enough that he did five weeks living as a homeless person to prepare for this role. So yeah. really. Yeah, Nolte I didn't is know that. Nolte. Nolte is the real fucking deal. Um, I really I enjoyed this movie. I wanna. I like. I can't wait to show my girlfriend. I was like waiting to to show it to her like the day after we watched it. I just want everyone to see it because it's such a good time. It's funny. Yeah. It's fucking enjoyable. Uh, money, man. I got nothing bad to say. You 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 guys are both right. It's it's a very smart movie for a comedy. Like it it's very intelligent and thoughtful with its themes and stuff. I don't often think about that, but as James, John was listing them off, it's so true. I mean, this movie's also got a depth to it with the Nick Nolte character. That just that one little moment where he looks at himself in the mirror and he sees that split and he kind of moves from side to side. You, he doesn't ever do that again and there, there's nothing ever spoken about that moment or whatever but it adds another layer to Jerry's character of like whether he's self-aware of what he's doing or yeah, or he's, he, he's maybe feeling guilty like it doesn't it, it's, it's open to interpretation this movie in a lot of ways and I love the ending like you could have really ruined this movie with the ending because the movie, we've talked about it so many times with recent movies where the movie's really good and then the ending fucking sucks. The <laughs> ending of this movie's great. The ending of the movie's, this movie's great because it's open-ended again. Yeah, it is fast. It's so fast. He he just, he he decides he's going to leave. He, he confesses. He tells them everything or whatever. And then he, whether he's trying to get kicked out or get away from them while he's being honest, doesn't even matter. Like, it's open to interpretation. And then when he's just out there and he's 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 excited to get back on the road, he's got a new dog and stuff, and he's gonna eat this gorgeous pate out of the garbage of the next door neighbors, <laughs> and they're all just standing there looking at him. And then I love that 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 he wipes the he wipes the, the food off his face as oh, he's about to go over to get himself a bit cleaned up because <laughs> he knows he's got shit on his nose. And then when you watch him walk, you can see a ton of different emotions going through through his mind when he's walking towards those people. And then he just walks around the corner and goes back in and then everybody follows him. And there's that tiny little moment at the end where Dave stops before he goes into the yard and he questions whether this was a good idea. Yeah. And then he goes in. Which he like is, just, he's it, just like, is this the right thing? <laughs> it's a great thing. It's a great way for an ending because now you have more, more. I can whatever I want to happen now in the future happens. Um, where yeah, Jerry keeps fucking with Dave's life until Dave loses it again, or Dave gets the most help in this next little stint, and everybody else in the house suffers. Like I, I also like anything. how it goes full circle where he saves Jerry in the swimming pool, and at the end of the movie, he chases Jerry through the party. And tackles him into the swimming pool. And tries to drown him. <laughs> so, like, how fucking great is that? That it, it comes totally full circle again to the swimming pool. Yep. Yeah, and then he's trying yeah. to drown him instead of save his life. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to kill him. And it's, the fireworks. What? And I love the scene where she, the daughter, goes after him when he's playing piano. Playing amazing <sighs> piano, by the way, guys. Yeah, like, again, another indication that... Uh, 
he has class. Okay, yeah, you can't culture. fake that, right? Like, no, so yeah. there you go. Like, thank you for reminding me of that. That's very important for the argument. Yeah, of you him can't being... con. Yeah, you're totally right. You can't con your way into playing good piano. You either do or you don't. And you and like no no one who's come up like pianos are expensive and take up a lot of space in the home. So getting piano lessons at that level like that's professional. Like he said, sorry. he was a concert pianist or something. He said he used to open with Debussy. Yeah. Once again, it's, that's probably totally exaggerated bullshit. But who knows? I don't even know if he yeah. said concert pianist, but he used he said when he I used to say, play, I like to. So that could have been playing for himself or playing for said, his. Like, oh yeah, he says he likes to open. He likes to yeah. open with Debussy. Well, no. Yeah. Well, he said he used to play on a concert circuit, and he always oh. opened with Debussy. He said this yeah, is what he opened with. Yeah, that could be with. the airline, the airport circuit for all we know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's full of shit. But that's what's so great. And I love how she comes at him and calls him a sociopath. And says that he's conning everybody. She fucking knows what he's doing. She calls him out on exactly what he's doing. And he still cons her. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she knew. Yeah. She fucking busted him and then he fucking conned her. He he into gets thinking he was in love with her. He gets um uh Jenny, uh he he does that he James Bonds her into submission. Yes, he's he like fucking the best James thing to do here her. to shut this lady up is to just start kissing her. And she's like, I <laughs> yeah. don't I don't uh, <laughs> and I love that he's Santa Claus. I love that he's Santa Claus at the end of the movie as well. That's, That's funny so too. funny that he's Santa at the New Year's party. Like I don't know how many days after Christmas. It's that's so funny. So yeah, I mean, like this movie to me, like when I first watched it again, I never in a million years, ever in a million years, thought this was gonna hold up. I, I was just like, when I was younger, I used to like it's, you know, it's probably not gonna be that good. But like for me, this is almost bulletproof, and you guys are totally right. This should be considered a classic comedy. Yeah. Nice, because I if you think of the people in this movie, there's Dave, Barbara. Um, I know Jerry is there, but in Dave's Max. family, Dave, Barbara, Max, Jenny, the dog, uh, and and Carmen all have clearer and beneficial in a way, but they all have arcs that you could immediately like sit down and think about. And Jerry is the catalyst for all of them changing their behavior. And it's all done in this like so quick, but believable way. Just one at a time. He knocks down the pins while him and Dave are having some time together. It's just clever. It's well done. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's so good. Damn it. It's great. I was blown away. (laughs) Even watching it with you guys again, watching how effective it was to people like Brent, who'd never seen it before. How like funny it, this movie was made in '86. Yeah, the comedy still fucking works. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. It's the yeah. perfect blend for for this level of whatever drama is there. The comedy isn't so overboard that you're like, why is it going no. that weird and deep into the things? It doesn't. It it plays that There's line. There's Bill Murray movies like Stripes where the comedy doesn't work as well as this. That's an like, interesting one. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying Stripes holds up or not. I'm just saying I don't think the comedy works nearly as well in that. It doesn't hold up for its time in the 80s as this. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, thinking, I haven't seen Stripes in a long time, but. Maybe we'll have to put that one on the list. Yeah, I think. What's we will. next, boys? What's coming up? So it's. Oh. Sexy Beast. Oh my god. What? Oh my god, that is awesome. What have we done? Sexy exciting. Beast. I haven't seen that movie in forever. No, I'm I know I have that, that movie on DVD somewhere if we can't find that streaming. 
Okay, Sexy Beast coming up. Sir Ben Kingsley giving her uh, crazy. Oh, my God. So get ready for that. And uh, if you've made it to the end of this episode and you've not seen Dan Rote in Beverly Hills, what are you doing? Go see it. And if you have seen it, it's on Disney Plus, by the way, in Canada anyway. I'm sure you can find it somewhere in the rest of the world as well. Fire up your VPNs and go grab her. This is great. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll drop the next episode, Sexy Beast, next Sunday at noon. Uh, so check it out and uh, join us for that. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.